You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, September 22nd. The sun has crossed the celestial equator and is now officially fall 2021. And right on schedule, classes start up again tomorrow. Of course, in Oxford, they call the first term of the academic year the Mikkelmas term. But, dear listener, learn it as you are. I'm sure you already knew that. As we segue along in our discussion of fine institutions of higher learning, today we'll get to know Carolyn Ellis, who comes to us from Purdue University. This is Mark Herzberger. Today, I'm joined by Carolyn Ellis, our new CMMC program manager. Carolyn, welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. As I mentioned, you're fairly new here at UC San Diego, and you're also uh, joining us from the cozy hamlet of West Lafayette, Indiana, because you worked at Purdue University for a long time before coming here. So first things first, what is Purdue University like and what is it known for? It's a pretty big school, comparable in numbers to UCSD and part of the Big Ten. And let's see, we're known for agriculture and our aerospace and engineering programs. Actually, fun fact is we are also, uh, Purdue is also known as the cradle of astronauts. Yeah, Neil Armstrong, among others, went there. Uh, it's probably about 20 to 40 astronauts from Purdue, right? There are quite a handful. I think there are 25 established astronauts, and then there are many still in flight school. It's looking like Purdue might get their name on the Mars trip. And of course, uh, as I mentioned in the our prep for this, my favorite major at Purdue, you can get a degree in turf management, as you're well aware. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous turf, yes. <laughs> what are some of the positions you did uh, at Purdue during your time there? I, I started as a student doing um, graphic arts and science-based animations. But soon after that, I moved more into the programmer roles, and I spent quite a bit of time as a web application developer had a variety of systems in there. Then after that, I started recognizing that high schoolers could probably code circles around me. And I moved more toward the project management side. So I've had roles similar to uh, Scrum Master. I then moved to IT security and policy where my role was handling their entire uh, program. We we had the SOC running in the space. We had identity access. And then after that, I moved to research computing to be their regulated research program manager. And that one, they didn't let me give up the fact that I had just spent five years with the security team. So I became the overseer of all things in our regulated research program, which was HIPAA, some Department of Defense contracts. What got you into the cybersecurity realm in the first place? 
I think I would say that it's probably the curiosity and uh, of the problem solving and puzzles. But realistically, my husband was the pusher in this equation, and he started bringing up that in hacker conferences, as well as project management conferences, we were talking about the same problems. So he dragged me to my first one, and it was actually, it was really cool to see the overlap between such different backgrounds. And since then, he's shown me some items like uh, capture the flags, where you get to uh, play around and break into something or find an, an answer within a, a puzzle. I suppose since then, I've started to realize how how much diversity cybersecurity truly needs in terms of our backgrounds. And you just don't want one mold of a person. So that's led me to, I've been highly involved in women in cybersecurity and the mentoring program with them. So bringing up six, six new women into this equation and hopefully they'll go out and help solve the world's problems. Or at least uh, make the online environment that much safer. Hope so. Um, so let's turn to your, your new role here. Before we learn what a CMC program manager does, uh, probably a new concept for our, our dear listeners. So just give us, what's the brief overview of the world of CUI and CMMC? And I hope I got all the acronyms and letters in there. All right. Uh, at, at start, CMMC program is related around our uh, Department of Defense contracts. And University of California, San Diego has about $160 million worth of contracts within the space of DOD research. My role is specifically going to be allowing us to continue and sustain that level of research, probably grow it in the future. But this is in lieu of these new regulations that are coming down the um, line. And those regulations are CMMC. The data that we're protecting is CUI, that's Controlled Unclassified Information. So the program changes life significantly in this space because it goes from what is what once used to be a checklist in order to now it's a full suite of someone else looking at your checklist, grading you. Uh, it's a full-fledged maturity model. So some of the items that used to be good enough are no longer considered good enough. And my role would be looking out for the end-to-end -end processes within this space. All right. So to sum up, uh, my understanding more or less is that I think you alluded to so this is going to be like a fairly big change for the researchers uh, on our campus that have those $160 million contracts. So it sounds like in the, the older days, if you will, it's, you know, it's a checklist of maybe cybersecurity practices. Sounds like it's more like the honor system, if you will. But now uh, it's my understanding too that the, the government or government you know, agents are actually gonna come and do audits and really look under the hood at these research environments and make sure all the laundry list of security measures are in place. Is that the sum of it? You, you summarized that really well. And that 
that is the big change of moving from an honor system of absolutely, I all my stuff is secure, I did it myself, to, oh, you, you want to see my daily evidence that I check into this building in my name gets logged or the data is encrypted as it travels between each of these systems. Um, would there ever be a virus in this place? So yes, all of these processes from the technology side as well as from much of the research, uh, much of the processors at the, um, at very, like the researcher level, different units within campus, how they each work together, that would be what would be inspected moving forward. What about, and this is, a, this is a new position in our, as we affectionately call it, the Office of Information Assurance. What about this position uh, attracted you and made you want to apply? We'll start with that it exists. The fact that UCSD is putting their money into this as an investment that they would like to remain competitive within this space. They would like to hold on to, to this hundred, $160 million worth of contracts. And I, I say that, that that is truly an asset because Purdue was mostly in the spot where they were recognizing that, yes, this is a big, big, awful thing coming forward but we'll deal with that in a few years. And in order to maintain this or grow it, you do need to um, approach it head on. And so the fact that this position was created or this program exists, I think sets, sets us forward and aside toward being, being some of the future leaders in this space. And I, 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 see, I see the landscape and I recognize that this uh, higher ed is looking for leaders in this space, and we are primed to be those leaders. That sounds great. And also, I think you are involved in some research grants at Purdue, and you're going to be continuing some of that work. Uh, so can you tell us a little about that, too? I am. So I'm, I'm about to bring a grant to, well, I'm in the process of dealing with all the NSF transfer fun on this, but I am bringing a half a million dollar award to UCSD. And this is a follow-on from an award that I had with Purdue. And that was, we built an end-to-end -end controlled unclassified information framework. And essentially that was looking at some of the processes of how does export control um, transfer data in, how are contracts established? And so one of the big things that that the output of that grant was we did a nine month and six workshop series, nine months and six sessions of workshops. And what was fascinating there was it was bringing much of the community together. So we had around 200 participants total from maybe 60 different institutions around the country. And we were all talking about the challenges we were experiencing within our, our regulated programs. That one, those workshops led to what I wrote into that, this new grant. And I will be leading up developing a regulated research 
community of practice for the entire country within this space. And this will allow us to share templates with each other, share knowledge. We're all looking for how did you solve this problem? What have you learned? Uh, there's a lot of duplicate effort, effort around the country. And I think it's really exciting to be able to bring our name to this, especially with the uh, CMMC Center of Excellence. We, we will be a known force within, within this space. And that, that, this grant got started in August. So that will be a three-year endeavor to bring this to the table. Then by the end of the, the grant, I hope that we would be able to maybe influence some of the government uh, government policies that are coming up with these new regulations that we're just reacting to right now. So I have big hopes. This is going to be an exciting journey. And aside from uh, hard-hitting interviews like this, what do you think the biggest challenge in your new role is going to be? Oh, man, I, I think we started touching on that of when, when this thing is considered a cybersecurity maturity model and then the certification grade. But in order to get to maturity, this is changing the daily procedures and practices on several hundred people. We are no longer at the place where we can say, hold up our hands and say, absolutely, I am compliant. We are now at the place where your work might be checked for, did you comply with everything that we wrote up in this big document that says, here's our procedures on how we will act in this very moment. And that means, did we train over new staff when we've had turnover? Maybe they weren't part of the initial conversations, but these, these practices need to become embedded within our, our institution. And I see that that's gonna be a huge challenge. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to how, how we can start gaining some large momentum in this space. Well, at least the federal government is known for transparency and really clear, easy to follow instructions. So we have that going for us, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been clear as mud for a good two years as they've tried to roll this out and change an entire nation with our contracts. What are you excited about in this role? I think the growth potential is is so huge at this moment that there's we're, we're sitting at a place where the opportunities are all coming together for a really impactful um, go at this. And I look forward to bringing bringing us to the leader leadership space in this. I look forward to our extension office has a, a large role that they are, Learning, learning, training providers. So between the two of those groups, there's so much opportunity. And what do you like doing for fun or in your spare time? Uh, this weekend, I chose to ride 50 miles and apparently doing it again at another organized ride. I'm a cyclist, uh, so cyclist, I like picking Key or picking locks. You like uh, picking locks? I'm a lock picker. Why not? That was a that was a COVID hobby. 
the rest of us were, you know, making bread and watching Netflix and you're, <laughs> how does one, how does one start as a fledgling lock picker? And then how do you, how do you grow skills in that arena? See previous conversation, the husband dragging me to cybersecurity hacker conferences. I, right. They have lock okay. pick village there. I'm a photographer. We love traveling. We used to love cruising until there was a whole pandemic. Well, before we let you go, any other final uh, words of wisdom or anything else that's caught your attention since starting up with us? So far, things are, are, are seeming pretty, pretty exciting. And I, I'm, I've been meeting a lot of amazing people and I'm looking forward to continuing with all of that. All right, Carolyn, thank you for joining us here on The Current Podcast. Welcome to the team, Carolyn. From time to time, we like to read song lyrics here at The Current Podcast, and we've come up with something that might make you feel a bit more at home. To your call once more, we rally. Alma mater, hear our praise, where the Wabash spreads the valley. Filled with joy, our voices raise. From the skies in swelling echoes, Come the cheers that tell the tale of your victories and your heroes. Hail Purdue, we sing, all hail. Hail, hail to old Purdue, all hail to our old golden black. Hail, hail to old Purdue, our friendship may she never lack. Ever grateful, ever true, thus we raise our song anew of the days we've spent with you all hail our own purdue i sure hope you're enjoying this podcast remember to let your fellow it services staff members know that this podcast exists get everyone to subscribe on itunes stitcher or wherever you can get your podcasts this podcast is a collaborative effort and we want to hear from you if you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.